Hello, this is Ethica America, where we check in to see how America is doing, and they're just not doing great. Not why? Not why? (laughs) What's going on with America? I hate it. Uh, We are your hosts, Aaron, and And I'm Ryan. Oh man, Uh. what is going on? Like every time I open the news, it's just awful. But well, it's not been great lately. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like why? Why are we just? All right. But anyway, so Ryan, Ryan, yeah, I recently had an interaction with someone and they assumed I was a Christian, which is fine. I mean, you don't get to tell people about our personal conversations, (laughs) you son of a bitch. (laughs) But but their reasoning to justify this assumption that I was a Christian was because I was nice. Um, Oh, but I was also at work (laughs) and I'm supposed to be nice. But that's just a weird assumption for someone to make based off just being nice right yeah yeah i mean I lots mean, of people are nice and you could be nice with any religion and any background or anything you could just be a nice person and that got yeah. me thinking about something it got me thinking mm-hmm. about the creation of the universe <laughs> <laughs> and whether or not it was natural or supernatural and i guess if we are talking about the creation of the universe and whether it's natural versus super or supernatural but if something is supernatural that created the universe, then it would be naturally occurring in the universe. So it wouldn't be supernatural. It would be natural. Can I pause you for a second? Sure. So we we all know Elon Musk created <laughs> the universe. Right. And on the seventh day, he rested. So oh. like, yeah. But you but, can continue now. But that's that just sarcastic jab is out of the way. <laughs> that's also part of my thing. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, kind of. Um, <laughs> Not specifically Elon Musk, I hope. Well, that got me thinking to Occam's Razor. So do you know what Occam's yeah. Razor is? All right. And yeah, the just... simplest solution is yeah. typically the right solution. Exactly. And it's just given multiple possible explanations or hypotheses, the simplest one is usually the best. But in this case, which with the creation of the universe, I mean, mm-hmm. every possible explanation is so complicated. I mean... When you think about whether some whether a god created the universe, that just leads to so many things. So let's say we uh, did find out that there is a god and they created the universe. That leads to so many things of like, all right, well, why did God do that? What was before God and blah 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 blah. If we so is in this instance, can I pretend that God is like one of the floating heads from Rick and Morty? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's also all the right. thing because like we don't know what kind of God is. It could be just a a godlike figure to us because we don't actually know what's out there uh, right it could be like a demigod so to speak yeah they could have some sort of hierarchy above them or similar to like the greek or roman pantheons or even the norse pantheons for that matter yeah or it could just be like an alien civilization that we just haven't occurred that just have more abilities than we do or more senses and they could do more stuff than us it could be just something like that um it also but I mean, the other explanation is just like, you know, uh, uh, it just happened naturally because of particles and things like that. But like uh, one of the more uh, thought producing things was like the Higgs boson experiment, whether or not a particle can just create more particles. But like then it's just an empty space. And when you think about that, it's just more complicated of like, all right, well, what happens before this particle has existed? It was just, just this emptiness. And when you think about that much well, emptiness, it's just hurt. Well, your head. plus you're going down to like before that particle existed, technically at the time of the big bang yeah. from 
before the Big Bang, time didn't exist. Right. Which that sounds like a weird statement it to is. make. So nothing could exist before that. Everything was created, at least according to that theory, at the time of the Big Bang. Yeah. Time itself included, that being the big thing that was created along with, you know, all the particles and, and all that stuff. And that's just a cop out for scientists to not think about it. Right. Yeah. But and, if you go back to the math, like yeah. it's like, oh, that's just fucking weird, dude. This is. is like literally zero on the graph. Yeah. <laughs> and that got me thinking of something else. Mm -hmm. It got me thinking into my recent car purchase that I had a year ago. <laughs> Where? Because uh, <laughs> some tiny god created that engine. Well, no, mostly because of Occam's razor. And when, oh, okay. because my issue with my car was that, um, it was making a weird noise. So I brought it to my dad who fixes everything. And he's yeah. like, oh, your belt looks like it's going bad. You, you just need a new belt. Uh, go take it to this car mechanic and he'll give you a good deal because I can't fix it. I don't have the tools for it. So I went there and I'm like, hey, I need a new belt. Can you check it out? And then he was like, he came back about an hour later or maybe it was the next day. I don't know. Uh, but he's like, oh, my gosh, you're. It's actually not the belt. It's your oil pan and your exhaust uh, has a hole in it. And it's going to cost $4,000. And I'm like, oh, man, Occam's razor. What are you doing? Yeah. The, the the simple thing would have been just the belt causing the issue, not like my my car exploding with exhaust holes and my oil pan. Well, or... well and not to like uh, being a mechanic in general, especially if you own a small shop, like that's a rough profession right there. So because like you take your car in to get it fixed, but there's a multitude of reasons that your car could be broken in the first place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people neglect them from the get go. Like, uh, so like you have to be, you have to be right and all encompassing the first time around. Otherwise you start to lose, tr lose trust in the customer. So as an example, right, let's say that you have brought your car in because the alternator was going bad. That's your diagnosis mm -hmm. on it right now. Your alternator is responsible for charging your car battery. It's responsible for, well, it's mostly responsible for providing power to your car while it's running, right? Technically, it charges the battery and the battery's responsible, but still, you could... Anyhow, we'll, we'll digress from that for a minute. But anyhow, so you bring you bring your car in. The mechanic's like, okay, it's just the alternator. I'll change out the alternator. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he changes out the alternator, he realizes that your battery's bad. Now he's coming back to you, and he's like, okay, so I got some bad news. You need a battery, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we thought it was fine, but no, it's not fine. So he changes the battery. Yeah. And then at that point, like, your car still isn't charging right, and he looks down in this small little crevice in the back of your engine where like your battery cable is routed for some specific reason. Right. Cause and you realize that, Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they do it all over the place, but either way, in this instance, we're just going to say it's back there. And he realizes that a mouse chewed through a connect or not a connector, but through the actual wire itself back there. And now he has to come back to you a third time during each of those times that he had to come back to you. Mm -hmm. He had to say, I was wrong. It's not just this. I was wrong. That's just this. Yeah. Or, you know, it's not just this. And each time you lose a little bit of trust in him because it's like, are you nickel and diming me at this point? Because right. at first you said this was $200. Now it's a $600 bill. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm just throwing out numbers in a, the numbers don't really matter here. They're just arbitrary for the sake of an argument. But yeah.
Well, my but, mechanic that looked at my card didn't even mention the belt. Yeah. So. So it's I buy a possible... new car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just a throwaway car anyway, right? <laughs> it was. It was just my Nissan Juke Ford F one fifty. Maxima. Yeah. <laughs> TM. I like that car. Yeah. 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 Do you remember yeah. your first car? Yeah. Did it you? Was a nineteen. 19- 89 Chevy Camaro. It was metal flake purple. Did you buy it from a dealership? No. Oh, I bought my I, first car from a dealership. Yeah. Well, my, uh, this, this kind of dates me. My dad heard about it on like one of those sort of like radio stations that you call in and you put an ad up sort of thing, but it was free at the time and they would, it's kind of like a service board, but just on the radio or service bulletin or sorry, bulletin board, but on the radio sort mm-hmm. of thing. Right. And like the, I got really lucky with that car. Like it was in really good shape. The guy thought that there was something wrong with it, like Mm -hmm. really wrong with it. Right. And like we looked, the floor pans are all rotted out, but my dad and I worked a couple months that summer to braise in new floor pans. Right. Um, So we already knew about that. But as soon as you would floor it, the car would make this terrible thumping noises. Right. Like just these absolute terrible thumping noises. And I asked my dad, I'm like, is that normal? And he's like, he's like, it's just a transmission mount. Like, we got this. And so the guy, we come back and the guy's like, oh, did you get on it? And he's some redneck. Like, mm-hmm. you could picture the stereotypical redneck with a mullet wearing the wife beater tank top, smoking a Marlboro Red right on his front porch. I uh, I just pictured you with a mullet. Yeah, that's pretty much what I get <laughs> Except I have a modicum of common sense. But... But either way, like he's like, "Oh, did you get on it?" And my dad's like, "Yeah, we did, and it made a noise, and I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. Um, I'd be willing to risk it for like six hundred bucks." And the guy was kind of like taken back, right? And he's like, "Fine, but I'm taking the stereo out of it, <laughs> right?" Yeah, he needed the money real quick, right? Mm-hmm. He couldn't, he didn't know anything about cars to be able to fix it. We fixed it for, I mean, I think the sheet metal cost a hundred bucks, right? I mean, granted, there was a lot of time involved with that, with replacing the floor pans. But the transmission mount was like a 20-minute fix, right? Mm-hmm. And it cost maybe 50 bucks, oh, maybe, wow. right? The guy took a stereo out. So you swindled him. Bitch. Yeah, but like, yeah. Just like Carly dealerships uh, swindle us. Have you ever bought a new car? <laughs> no, but I, I'm really debating on it. <laughs> I, I've never... Uh, I never thought you'd buy a new car because uh, you you are like that marble what? red smoking mullet redneck that will buy I mean, a car tech- for three hundred dollars and fix it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hence why, like I, I mean, you know that our listeners don't know. I've already rebuilt two Audis in my life. Both of the time, they've gotten rear-ended by somebody or sideswiped by somebody, and uh, and you have to repair yeah. a transmission when you get rear-ended. Nah, not in that instance. Oh, but I was okay. a little bit salty because the body works really where the money's at. And oh. like I'm not a great body work mechanic. So mm. um yeah, so I was a little bit salty about that both times because the insurance didn't well the first time the insurance paid for the rest of the payment on the car. Mm-hmm. And that was fine, I guess. I had a truck at the time that I kind of liked that I wanted to um start driving. Right. Was it your Ford F one fifty? 
It was. So that thing was that. riddled with problems. <laughs> yeah, but I loved that truck, man. Like when I was driving it, like you were up so high, right? Like stick ships, so nobody else really knew how to drive it. It's just the thing was impractical for driving 50, 60 miles one way to work. <laughs> so like thing got like 15 miles to the gallon, so I had to get rid of it eventually. Yeah, you're basically so, just working to drive. Pretty much. Well, now I had two jobs at the time, which totally an American thing to do. It so, is. Yeah. That's just so. that's just how that's just how America works, and that's just makes yeah. what makes it ethical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then after that, um, I decided. Well, I bought a car off of somebody, and I knew the clutch was going bad, right? But I, it didn't feel that bad, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought it off of her for like 500 bucks as a Hyundai accent. It was a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong. And uh, she never changed the timing chain on it. And I found that one out the hard way, even though she said she did. So, but I got that taken care of. Um, But then I bought another Audi after that for like, you know, 800 bucks or something like that. Blown head gasket, rebuilt the whole engine again, just to get rear ended by some asshole who's like, no, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) Even though he, rear-ended me and his insurance is like well we have differing stories of what happened <laughs> so therefore i'm like he rear-ended me <laughs> he rear-ended on the highway he rear-ended me so like let's go over what all these different fucking stories could be like and i i didn't end up getting anything out of that oh, and wow. eventually yeah then eventually something else broke and i was like i can't fix the body work on this because i'm just I mean, I could have, but it would have taken me a long time. Audi sheet metal is super thin, so mm. you tend to blow holes through it. Oh. So it's like I would have had to have cut out a whole new quarter panel, welded a whole new one in, and it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. So plus, well, like, other things got a little bit janky, and it's just yeah. so then I ended up with this beater out here. And I prefer to drive beaters because nobody can take away anything when you drive a beater. <laughs> nobody is going to fuck up your day after you put $2,000 into a car. Yeah. Uh, My first car was a, a gold station wagon that I bought from like a, a used car dealership. Oh, and uh, I liked that car. And then um, it got an oil leak. So I had a, and then I didn't want to fix it. And my dad went, didn't really want to fix it. So we were just putting in oil every week to kind of just make it last as long as possible. And then I finally blew the head gasket. And then my next car, I, um, at the time I was working at a cafe making like 400 bucks a month. And I went oh, to man. a dealership because I really wanted a Nissan cube because for every mm-hmm. reason I, I actually still love my Nissan cube. I miss it, but it's just awful <laughs> to drive in the winter. Uh, yeah, but I man, I love that thing. And I went to a dealership and I'm like, I want to buy a Nissan Cube and I make $400 a month. And they're like, well, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. And I actually ended up being able to get a lease somehow. Um, it was in <laughs> Yeah, two- that doesn't seem right at all. <laughs> it was in 2010. So it was just after um, the market cri- uh, crisis with uh, the houses and also it kind of dealt with a little bit of cars also. Uh, but uh-huh. but they're like, yep, here you go. You make 400 bucks a month. Here's your Nissan Cube brand new. It has 11 miles on it. Your monthly payment is $215. And I'm like, great. So I had that. Yeah. And then um, after my lease was up, I traded it in, got a used Hyundai Elantra, which I hated, sold that, <laughs> and uh, got my Nissan Juke. And then I drove that for... 
seven years, I think. Yeah. Maybe a little bit less, but I actually ended up buying that lease out and was yeah. making payments on it. And then, yeah. Uh, after that, <laughs> then the mechanic issue happened and it, I had less, I owed, uh, I forget how much I owed on it, but it was less, it was less than what it would take to pay for the car for the repairs. Like it was $4,000 that they estimated. And also um, how much I had left to pay on the car. So it would, it wouldn't make sense for me to basically like pay for the rest of the car and also pay $4,000 because it just wasn't worth the car value at that point. Uh, so I yeah, traded I it in, got my Mazda, which I have now for one year. And yeah, that uh, that brings us to a couple of things that we can discuss: whether uh, dealerships being scummy. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that. Yeah, yep. And uh, we can talk about that. Yeah, because um, we could talk about Massachusetts right to repair law. Yeah, because we talked about that uh, right right to repair. Because uh, we talked mm -hmm. about how uh, you. Uh, you repair your cars and how the the mechanic gave me some weird quote to repair my car, even though my my dad, the mechanic, uh, which kind of reminds me of John the Fisherman for whatever reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> my dad, the mechanic, um, mm -hmm. telling me that it just was a belt, but it actually was like a billion other things and not the belt, even though I physically <laughs> saw that the belt was bad, but whatever, that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, we also mentioned insurance companies and how they're garbage, but whatever. That's probably its own little thing for the future. Yeah, we can touch <laughs> on it. So, and we also talked about how um, in Nebraska, cops are pulling people over for minor violations and uh, oh, using man. the law of civil, civil forfeiture to basically rob you of all your money. Yeah, we did. So that sounds like its own little thing about just like how cops yeah, are still awful. car related it is car related. yeah i don't know so, um, um or we can talk about how you know utah or no i'm sorry not utah wyoming. wyoming is is uh trying to ban electric vehicles even though they're not actually trying to ban it and it's largely just a political stunt yeah but, and um canada not canada uh california and a couple of other states want to ban ban Gasoline, engines. gasoline. Yeah, engine. I know. <laughs> which was, yeah. which that was, what made me think of Wyoming wanting to ban um, electric vehicles because the main argument for not uh, being able to buy gas engines was like, I have a right to buy whatever car I want, and then right. uh, Wyoming's like, except electric vehicles, you can't buy those. But that's yeah. another reason. But yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot going on with trying yeah. to force people to pigeonhole them into buying certain things, but I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot going on in America. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a bad week. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to start with dealerships? That one seems like the uh, easiest of well, the subjects. Yeah. Well, we, anywhere you want, really. Well, I don't care. It does remind me of like uh, the article you sent me about Ron DeSantis mm -hmm. trying, uh, not trying, but Passing a, succeeding yeah <laughs> passing a bill that made it so <laughs> dealerships couldn't directly sell to people um no um so what was happening there is that um your how do i want to put it the car manufacturers like ford yeah. chevy 
um, Chrysler. Well, I don't know that Chrysler's still making cars. They probably are. But well, Chrysler is owned by were... GM, I think. Um, yeah, Hold on. Let me look up know. 15 cars. I thought that Chrysler was owned by Fiat now. Um, there's something like the 15 car manufacturers that own every car. <laughs> well, Fiat owns Jeep. For sure, that owns Jeep now, which is kind of funny when you think about it, right? Because Fiat's are these little tiny ass cars, right? Yeah. And then they own Jeeps, which tend to be boxy and kind of big, right? Mm-hmm. So that said, like Fiat, um, through their uh, what is it? They own a company called FPT, which is Fiat Powertrain, I think it is, right? Um, Chrysler's owned they, by Dodge. Yeah, and I think Dodge is owned by Fiat. Uh, Fiat um, is owned by uh, Fiat Alfred Premier. I don't know. Um, let me look. So, who owns Dodge? Dodge is Lampus. owned by Dodge. Ram, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, and Chrysler. No. Oh, FCA. Um, sorry. So Dodge is owned by Stellantis, right? And uh, Fiat owns, or at least it's a joint venture, but I think it's actually the Fiat owns. FCA Um, owns Chrysler, Fiat, Maserati, Lancia, Ram, Jeep, what FCA stands for. What? FCA stands for Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. Oh, okay. (laughs) I found us... uh, uh, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the 15 billionaires that own all of social media yeah. and news. There's, yeah, pretty there's, much. There's 14 car companies that control a combined total of 54 car brands. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, because once you're making money with one, I mean, why not just rebrand and do something slightly different? So everybody needs a car. Do they? I wonder if they make, I don't know. So, probably. There you go. Maybe not in New York City. Oh, yeah. I heard, I know a lot of people just don't own cars in New York City because they just take the subway in Chicago. I know a couple people that live in Chicago that just took the tram or the buses everywhere and they only needed a car to get out of Chicago into, like, I don't know, to go travel out of state, basically. Yeah. yeah, this is a really good infographic that you showed me. Oh, wow. Ford only owns the Lincoln Motor Company and Ford. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of proud of Ford for only owning a little bit. I thought like they owned two. Shelby, actually. Um, well, I mean, I thought Shelby was just a type of Ford. Oh, yeah. I think... I don't know. Well, back when I watched the movie Ford versus Shelby, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is actually a pretty good movie. Oh, they probably oh, Ford up, versus really. Ferrari, maybe. I think it was Ford versus Ferrari, but I think I, see. I think they uh, teamed up with. Yeah, I don't remember how the movie goes, but it was a good movie. <laughs> it's about racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I gotcha. God, yeah, I always forget that like Volkswagen owns like so many different subsidiaries. It's stupid. Yeah, so, like I knew I knew they owned or at least we're in somewhat control of Lamborghini, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I and I also knew Porsche, but I always forget about Bentley and in general. Well, yeah, I, I never remember Bugatti, to be fair, though. 
and like Skoda and Seat, they're not popular over here at all. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of popular in like Spain. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, and then they own Audi, obviously, and Volkswagen. But like, you want to talk about so after World War Two, um, we wanted to establish somewhat of a foothold and try to Americanize Germany, mm-hmm. right? So we did what America does best, which is you know create assembly lines, um, for mass production. Yeah, pretty much, and spread the good word of capitalism. Um, but one of the big things that we did was we uh, we didn't create Volkswagen, but we really kind of helped to shape how it operated. Mm-hmm. And now you can just see it's a fucking giant. So, oh yeah, I don't know great. if we did anything for. Yeah, I don't know if we did anything for BMW or not. Too bad that the so. only affordable Volkswagen is just Volkswagen. The seats and Skodas are pretty affordable, are but they? they're also a lot smaller. Yeah. yeah. So. So I know Lamborghini, Porsche, Bugatti, Audi, Bentley. I think Bentley is more of like a. Bentley reminds like me a, of like a Mercedes type. Yeah, it's kind of their luxury lineup in that respect. Yeah. Bentley actually creates a lot of the um, manuals for um, Audis. Oh. Believe it or not, it's kind of weird, but yeah, they do a really good job in some of their manuals of describing how to tear things down or build things up. Um, I didn't know BMW kinda... owned Rolls Royce. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately they also own mini because I love mini, mm-hmm. right? But I hate BMW. And if you buy a <laughs> mini Cooper that doesn't have a manual transmission, you're going to be suffering from transmission problems and nobody's going to know how to fix it. And you'll just have to buy a new transmission or you can get an electric mini. Well, that would actually be kind of fun. That I would be all for. Yeah. So I actually was back. looking into electric minis and also the electric Volkswagen bus because having a Volkswagen electric <laughs> bus is like the definition of hippie. <laughs> Hashtag bitchin'. Man, I can't, oh, can't man. wait to own my electric Volkswagen bus. <laughs> I mean, eventually. I mean, but... Let's think about electric vehicles a little bit, though. I mean, I guess since we're talking about electric vehicles, we can just segue into that. Oh, yeah, we could. That was another thing Uh, we want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what do you know about Wyoming as far as, like, why they want to ban um, electric vehicles? I um, I know they did talk about how they wanted to keep the oil industry alive i did read something that the person just directly said that like we want to keep the oil Mm -hmm. companies alive there's a lot of oil well and the weird thing is that they also mentioned like that they wanted to keep the natural gas industry alive and it's like (laughs) those things aren't exactly the same you're just talking about the same industry i mean yeah like caterpillar forklifts Mm -hmm. i mean they you know that those run off natural gas, but yeah, or you know, Mitsubishi or whatever. But like uh, standby generators, and, natural gas, yeah, I could see that. And like, you know, your stove and stuff like that, that all runs off natural gas. And th- their whole point is just saying that, like, we like our gas, basically. Yeah. And there's uh, there was <laughs> whether actually, that's uh, gasoline or natural gas, yeah. And there was another bill that recently was like, um, the right to your gas stove or something like that, where they're trying to ban electric stoves or not electric stoves, uh, gas stoves. They're trying to ban gas stoves. Yeah. yeah. And I've been watching that because I just bought a brand new gas stove like yeah. a year and a half ago. 
and I much prefer gas stoves, right? I know a lot of people just really love their gas stoves, and I'm like, well, my old house, like my, my gas was way cheaper than my electric, and I'm like, man, I really kind of wish I kind of had a. Well, I didn't cook, but there, there's always just like so many positives to having a gas stove, and I'm like, man, right. I'm all for like making America go into the right direction and try and like improve our electric grid and do more electric and gain away from natural gas and oil and all that and trying to like you know do more renewable energy but i'm also like man electric stoves that's where you want to like fight it (laughs) you don't want to (laughs) like like come on like like well i mean well and and the big thing here is that we're trying to switch everything to electric right but as you pointed out um our electric grid is not great. No, like, I mean, if somebody wanted to attack the U.S., the best way to do that is take out like the power grid, or because it's already frail <laughs> and it's outdated, and like you just need to hit like four places, and you probably have ninety percent of the U.S. down. Or you just have so. to like make Texas like three degrees hotter, and it just shuts down their entire grid and kills m- thousands of people. Well, so we should really be stopping global warming then, right? <laughs> That's another discussion. But yeah, for another day, yeah. I mean, yeah. do you remember what happened um what wasn't last year with Texas grid where it they got they got a little bit of snow and it just shut down their grid and like all these people were out of where it didn't have heat or like the heat right. bill went up to like $20,000. Oh, yeah, God, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and the funniest part about that is Texas has been so proud for so many years about, like, because there's only three producers of uh, power, really, mm-hmm. in the United States, right? As as far as, like, you know, most people get their power from three different plants, right? right? One mostly powers the East Coast, uh, you know, up to the Midwest. One mostly powers the West Coast, and then you have Texas that has their own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they, they're always so proud of having that power plant there. And it's like, uh, I remember. I don't know what to tell you, man. I remember um, watching something where the where the governor of Texas. I don't. I don't know if exactly the governor, but the governor kept saying, like, you know, we're proud to keep the. A government out of our state when it comes to electric we're we're proud that it's still privatized and i'm like oh my gosh are you really because we just had like twenty thousand people die because of the power grid so right maybe just speak for yourself (laughs) well and he's talking about that right And, and maybe that's something that he said but he's not really thinking about it because then shortly after that everybody was bitching down there because the price went up too high <laughs> and it's like you don't get to have it both ways you <laughs> don't get to both have a free market but with regulation on that sort of thing you know what i'm saying right you voted for the free market they kept their costs down because the red tape wasn't involved and then just like every other corporation in america they decided to go for a money grab right around COVID times like you don't get to have it both ways where it's better, but now all of a sudden it's not better. Yeah. Like pick, pick a side, stay on it, Texas. Well, they, they're going to just pick the money side, which is the third option, which is according to Occam's raisin, just says that it's the easiest one because money's great. Yeah. Money. (laughs) It solves all problems. Right. Yeah. So, so Wyoming, right? Like they're (laughs) back to this, right? Like it, it's 
so they set up this big thing and had all these press conferences and stuff saying that, oh, hey, well, you know, we we uh, we don't want electric vehicles in our state and yada, yada, yada. Right. But then, like, if you actually look at the document itself, it's not it's not an outright ban on electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like and after we're done voting on this, what's going to happen is we're going to have to go to the federal government and ask if this is OK. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you made a big stink about it but literally in your document it's like we still can't supersede federal laws yeah exactly <laughs> like, which was a surprising with you because Ron DeSantis like making that law a thing oh, like I, yeah. that, doesn't that kind of supersede yeah. the Supreme Court I mean yeah I mean we can go back to that here in a minute we're just kind of jumping but, all over the place but we can just pick something I know well, I was going to go back to Wyoming and finish that off real quick, just so that way we were somewhat concentrated. Mm -hmm. I guess knock one off the list. <laughs> Perfect. Um, like, but so another reason that they were saying about um, it, in regards to why they didn't really want electric vehicle sales in Wyoming, right? They're making a big stick of uh, stink about it. Like, have you ever driven in Wyoming before? No, that's way far away. I don't even know where Wyoming is. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, it's over by Utah. US map. I don't even know where US yeah. oh, Utah is. You always think it's I'm in Minnesota. right next to Nevada. And what? You always think I'm in Minnesota. So I do. Yeah, I, I have a better knowledge of the Southwest, but the Northeast, like you got this homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! There it is. No. All right. Okay. So we got. All right. Utah is like in the middle. Man, it's like the mm -hmm. definition of Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's uh there's Wyoming. It's just literally a giant square. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They is were... that the state where if you look at one of the corners, it's the only. It's one of the four states that four corners meet up. Um. Wyoming, Colorado, there. and Nebraska, and South Dakota is what it's touching. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's one point it's called like the Four Corners. I don't remember what, oh. what states it is. Uh, the Four um, Corners is, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. it's not that because that corner only touches Nebraska and Colorado. That one's only, that one's oh, only, yeah. Sorry, it's Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah. Oh, oh yeah, Utah, State. Colorado, New Mexico. Yep, there's the four yeah. corners. Yeah. Um, but um, so anyhow, like going <laughs> <laughs> going back to this, I've driven through Wyoming. Um, I, I had to drive from Portland all the way well back east, east east. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and we decided that because there's two ways you can go. You can either go through the mountains up north, but it was like November and I didn't really want to do mm -hmm. that, right? Or you can drive through the um, through the south and all the way back. Um, but there's another driving third option, through actually. Well, probably. The third option is the... driving through California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, oh, then man, going like up way long. That seems way long. Oh yeah, dude. it is. It's definitely not yeah. ethical because of all the gas you're using and all the trees and ozone layer. Have killing. to stop to charge my battery. <laughs> um, but like, 
out of all the states to drive through, Nebraska was rough, right? But Wyoming takes the fucking cake, dude. Wyoming was just like nothing. Like you picture tumbleweeds and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's Wyoming. Wyoming is fucking terrible to drive through. <laughs> like I would much rather like take a razor blade to my forehead <laughs> for four hours straight than ever drive through fucking Wyoming. There's nothing there. All it is is wind breaks and like I don't want to say desert. It is a fucking terrible drive. <laughs> Oh my God! Do I hate driving through fucking Wyoming? Jesus! But think of but all anyhow. the think of all the charging stations that you could visit. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's no place to fucking stop. And then when you finally do, if they have a charging station, great. Like, one of their biggest complaints is there might not be anywhere to really charge, and that makes it impractical. And they're absolutely right. There is nothing in Wyoming. It has the lowest population of any state. And anytime that you stop at a gas station, you get looked at like. You ain't from around <laughs> these parts. It's like, it is a terrible experience driving through Wyoming. Also, all of our listeners from Wyoming, <laughs> why do you live there? It is fucking terrible out there. They, they like it because uh, it's <sighs> private. Well, I mean, I like being in the middle of the no, uh, the middle of nowhere. Don't get me wrong. I grew up in the backwoods, but like, this is something else. This is like nowhere, but like, nothing it's just vast if i could imagine what it would be like to live in a vacuum i would picture wyoming (laughs) so anyhow so like these long stretches that they're talking about in their announcement i mean they're not wrong like that's a that would be a huge concern of mine if i lived in wyoming which i never would but like it's you know you get what i'm saying i do like um i yeah i did think about buying a electric mini cooper at one point and then i had a baby and then i'm like oh crap i need a bigger vehicle and electric mini is probably not very super practical but when i did i i was immediately thinking about traveling from wisconsin to ohio because i live in wisconsin so it's a nine hour drive and you have to stop at least probably twice to charge it up and how long it right. would take and how long it would add on to my drive. But I mean, that was a concern. Right, right. Well, and like. But there's also the charging stations is... at every turnpike exit on my way to Ohio. Right. So charging it would not be an issue at all. Right. Yeah. But I if mean, you're going because... through Wyoming. <laughs> That's entirely different. And also Wyoming, by the way, because they have a lower population, they have fewer people to gather taxes from. Oh, yeah. So like as far as like expenditures go, one of their other complaints was that they don't have the money to to be throwing into this. Mm-hmm. And they're probably absolutely right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of money to throw in charging stations like that, especially when you got to accommodate for chargers like Ford and though Ford, everybody, it seems like, is starting to switch to the Tesla model. It is. Right? Tesla's making bank now because the government's just paying Tesla to install these EV stations at Pretty all these much. places, which yeah. I feel like, which is weird because the government collects ta- taxes, well, supposedly su- collects taxes from Tesla to build ev stations the government should just be making these ev stations for free right yeah and they should be like this is the charger you got to use sorry guys like you know and i mean it's probably going to be the tesla charger because i think tesla's sold more um electric vehicles than any other manufacturer yeah but But this also kind of makes me think of like the rare to repair bill with 
Apple Apple using the Lightning charger, but everyone wants to use the USB C. But now you have like a specialty thing that you need to use, and no one wants you to fix your own phone. Right. You have to take it somewhere. But it just reminds right. me of this, like this, like stupid outlet that everyone has to have. But you need to now have a specialty outlet. So maybe it'll just like make a converter from like right, right, lightning to USB, just like Tesla thing to Ford or whatever. Ford. But I think everyone's using yeah, the same one. Yeah, that was a big. I think it's just gonna be yeah. Well, I. Well, Ford tried to come out with their own, and then when they realized how that wasn't going to get widespread adaptation, mm-hmm. they were like, "Okay, we'll we'll sell a, we'll just give you guys a converter, yeah, to plug it into a Tesla charging station." <laughs> which that makes sense. Like everybody was trying to do this proprietary thing, and I don't know what the fuck Ford was thinking in that respect because it's like that's going to obviously be a big. Um, inhibiting factor for people trying to buy a Ford, you know, you want to make like all the sheets locations around where I live. Right. They've all got EV chargers. Yeah. Like, mine does too. Yeah. Sheets is great. Uh, actually, wait, let me think about it. So we don't have sheets in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We have a thing called quick trip and we do not have any. Oh yeah, we do. We have, I think two UV chargers at some of the locations. I don't remember all of them though, but yeah, I mean, chances are you don't need a lot of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was, like you just need enough. So. I like how, when you think about some States like Wisconsin, for example, I saw someone over the weekend. I saw a group of people just wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats. And I'm like, wow, are we in the South? Where, where are we? No, we're in Wisconsin, yeah. like the most Northern state ever. Yeah, but here yeah. we are. I mean, you guys are, I mean, like if we were going to trade a state to Canada, you guys would be it. So, or what, um, <coughs> what Wisconsin calls upper Michigan, the peers or whatever, upper peers. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, Canada should just own upper Michigan and probably yeah. Wisconsin. I mean, actually, Canada should just take over America and then we could have universal health care. <laughs> I mean, while that would be an advantage of that, I'm not I'm not arguing that there are certain advantages with that. There are a lot of disadvantages. And you wouldn't want uh, I don't know. We have a shop up in Canada that just seems to make all the wrong decisions <laughs> constantly. And it's like, why would you do things that way? And then they're like, oh, we did it fine, eh? And it's like, no, I have to yell at you on a conference call once a week. No, you did not do it fine. You did a bad job, in fact. And they're like, oh, like, go to your room. And then the, do they say, oh, I'm sorry? No, oh. they like to argue a little bit. Oh, and they're man. like, well, you don't need to be so sore about it. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, you did a bad job. And granted, that's not. That's not at all all Canadians or anything like that. No. I don't actually have any sort of discriminatory prejudices. I just really don't like that one shop that we have. <laughs> like they're just they're fucking morons. That one shop. Yeah. I want to clarify that, but but there there are a lot of social benefits to, you know, living in Canada. Like I watched Letter Kenny, so I understand what it, exactly what it's like <laughs> to be in Canada. I do I do think it's weird that uh uh, one of the things that United States has to do is they kind of have to like improve on their electric grid. That's just a thing that has to happen, whether they go wow. to EV uh, renewable resources or just stay with oil until the sky turns red. It's just 
something that has to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not the only country like that. So I can't remember. Give me a second to look it up. Where does most of China's elect? I also think it's just weird that capitalism is so embedded in the United States that um, we have to pay companies like Tesla to install EV stations everywhere. I don't know if there's like a tax benefit to it. I don't know exactly how that works, but it kind of reminds me of also how our healthcare system works with like Medicare and how um, government Medicare just goes through a subsidiary thing that you choose, which is just a for-profit well, medical thing. Uh, but You got to think about it. <clears throat> so these jobs of putting these electrical um, charging stations up right Mm -hmm. they're not going to be permanent jobs right Right. so it's much easier to subcontract them out to another company that like maybe after they're built right then they could have these guys become technicians or something like that like the government doesn't want to hire people that right no they don't unnecessarily if that makes sense i'm sure give them all those government benefits and then like boot them out six months later because the job isn't needed. Yeah. In that instance, it's just easier to subcontract because the need for the job might be a year. Right. right. And these guys might be traveling <laughs> constantly and putting up expense reports for the finest hotels and the best powdered eggs. And that's what America like is built off of is subcontracting so they don't have to be real employees to pay them long term. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. So the the dam I was thinking about, one of um one of China's um, larger um, hydroelectric dams that it, it powers like a ton of um, China. I think it's got a 22.5 gigawatt capacity, but it's called the Three Gorges Dam. So, um, but huge. Like you were to take that out in China, China would be hurting, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not. I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying that our electrical grid in like the entire world. Like Australia has these batteries that I think Elon Musk put over there, Tesla put over there, but they were having like blackouts and stuff like that. So they installed like this massive battery substation, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of like smooth things out. It, it does a pretty good job. Like anybody who I've ever talked to from Australia, like which is two people, <laughs> they're always like, you know, they've both been, well, I mean, they've both been kind of dicks, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but they know how the electric good works exactly right. No, they didn't. Uh-oh. But they were pretty favorable about that and said it worked better after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, the entire electrical grid all over the world, it's not just the U.S. Mm-hmm. The entire electrical grid is, like, just, it's just fucked. It's, we don't want to put the money in the copper wire. It's probably outdated. It, very much so. It was designed for, like, 100 amp house service whereas now we're at like 200 it was probably designed back in like 1800s when uh a kite flew up into a lightning storm and it hit a key and that's that the science has not changed since then oh wait no no, not really i mean they're really like if you look at every substation there's just a bunch of kites there with a bunch of string that's wetted (laughs) down so, and then there's always a statue of Abraham Lincoln punching a zombie in the face there. Yeah. Don't ask me why, but it has something to do with electricity. Yeah. And, uh, yep, that's it. I was going to make a joke about not, like Tesla getting, you know, all his scientific stuff stolen by Edison, but 
Yeah. Which basically brings us back to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we should finish Wyoming and then we should move on from here to anything else. But, like, so Wyoming has a ton of, like, decent reasoning behind it why it doesn't want, you know, electric vehicles yeah. to be the predominant form of vehicle on the road, right? Which I get that, right? Yeah. Like, but let's, I was really surprised when I read this. Like, I heard nothing mentioned about lithium mining. And I heard nothing mentioned about the longevity of lithium-ion batteries. That's because um, they last forever and there's something wrong with them. They last maybe, like, they. I think Tesla puts an eight-year warranty on them because they know after eight years they're going to go south, right? So statistically, they're in the 90th percentile, like, at, at 100,000 miles or, you know, eight years. That's about the max. Right. Well, I don't want to say the max, but that's the max profitable range for them to warranty, right? For manufacturer defect. Because beyond that, they start dropping. So we're, we're adopting this technology with lithium-ion batteries, and we're putting them in everything from windmills to electric cars, mm-hmm. right? But And we're promised that it's clean energy. But <laughs> lithium-ion batteries, I mean, they do have a higher density, energy density than most other batteries. Yeah. Right. And that allows for more current. They also don't have a memory. Right. So like, um, do you remember those energizer rechargeable double A batteries? And like the more you use them, like the more that like they start to dwindle. Mm -hmm. And while you might have gotten four hours of charge out of them at one point in time, they seem to have settled out at around like one point five. Yeah. So that's referred to as memory. And uh, what is it? I think it's nickel cadmium that's in those. Um, so nickel cadmium, it it has that sort of thing where things get rearranged on a molecular level, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're we we really will only power you for one point five. We might have done four before, but we we're really satisfied with one point five, and we we won't, you know, we're not going to go above that. But lithium ion batteries, they don't have that tendency, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of nice. But that said, like. For remanufactured battery pack for Tesla, you're talking about like ten thousand dollars. Now, I I don't know what the cost of a um, lithium ion battery pack is, or or I'm sorry, I I don't know what that that's for a remanufactured one. I don't know what the cost of a brand new one would be, right? Uh, but it probably like ten. I don't know what the cost of a. Br- for a brand new one, probably. no remanufactured. Well, remanufactured it costs ten thousand, so I assume like probably fifteen for a brand new one, right? Mm-hmm. But what what's the cost of a brand new Tesla though? Um, I think they're like what thirty thirty five now for like the basic model. Yeah, so you're talking about like somewhere between a quarter and a third of the cost, just being the battery pack. Thirty five hundred. Like the base model, I think. 35 36 probably but yeah half the cost of the of the car is just the battery itself yeah so and i mean the worst part is it's just like a bunch of jay-z chained 18650 batteries which nobody else here is going to know what that means but like the batteries that are commonly found in vape pens right Mm -hmm. that's the battery and they're just wired in parallel and i know all about daisy chain because i used to daisy chain a bunch of guitar pedals oh man <laughs> so yeah. it works the same the way probably. A, it's exactly the same way 
So, um, except that's usually in series as opposed to in parallel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but you had the right idea. (laughs) Good job. So, so like we're also, if a battery is we're also like invest- 15,000 and a new car mm-hmm. is 36 and we know the most of the car is 35, that means like $20,000 is just the car itself. Pretty much. So the car is only well, worth like, $20,000. Well, so when the first um, Toyota Priuses were out on the scene, mm-hmm. right? A lot of guys, they would end up getting rid of them and they'd sell them for what they would call a song, right? Like $8,000 because after the loan term was up, like, you know, they look like nice cars and they're like, oh, it has a small problem. But the problem was the battery pack and the battery cost $10,000. It's like, that's not a small problem. Like, that's double what I'm paying for it sort of problem. (laughs) <laughs> and like people would get pissed because they would end up like, you know, they'd buy this car and then all of a sudden they'd find out it's a battery pack and they'd be like, you screwed me. And they're probably right. right. Like, I mean, car dealerships did this whole time. So like, and, and I, where there is, and I traded in my money uh, to, juke to a car dealership, knowing that it has $4,000 worth of repairs for it, but they're going to auction it off anyway. So whoever's, by my old juke, you have $4,000 worth of repair costs to do. Yeah, and my apologies on <laughs> my that, bad. but this is capitalism. Yeah. And we all know that capitalism is very ethical. Yeah, it's there's <laughs> nothing wrong with this system, which is certainly why we don't have to protect ourselves, right? And it's definitely not the whole reason why we wanted to start a podcast was just to complain about capitalism. <laughs> right yeah and about the social atrocities that we've decided to commit generation after generation after generation and it all started with utah and they're wanting to ban something damn it it's wyoming so like so one more thing right and then uh well actually two more things um and then we can just jump subjects but so windmills also use this, uh, these lithium ion batteries that are daisy chain like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And about every four to five years, they have to, uh, change those out. Now, a traditional windmill costs like $4 million. Oh, right. Nice. But it must be made every of, four to five years. It must be made of like really nice wood with like, uh, cause I always pictured these windmills that are like from the, 1700 or something that are made of wood that are meant to like they're meant to grind like flour down yeah or something like that using wind energy yeah that's yeah. what i picture so they're just made of like really nice wood and that's why they're four million dollars there's also like, like a, an energizing bunny just charging a battery also that is not how <laughs> windmills work anymore <laughs> oh no yeah. Now, basically, you have a rotor and a stator. The windmill is turning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to turn at a different speed. And then basically, that energy that it's converting to electrical energy has to um, go somewhere to be stored, right? So it goes to these battery right. packs, right? Um, it's really no different than a generator. It, um, the only real difference being that um, there might be 
different voltages going into the batteries yeah. at different times. Um, they, they have inverters and all that sort of thing set up to handle the fact that it's not running at like 1800 or 3600 or 900 RPM. It reminds me how like steam engines operate where it just like uh, pushes something that goes up and down that kind of just produces energy and charges a battery. Literally, it literally just revolves. Yeah. So, so instead um, of it, it's going up and yeah, down, if you, it just, goes in yeah. a circle maybe i'll um take a video of how a gen end works at some point yeah. right well i didn't um, know how uh, and i'll post it on our website i didn't know how um nuclear power plants worked until someone told me that it's basically just a fancy steam engine yeah that's all it is yeah so basically the radioactive material generates a lot of heat that heat um that's why they're always by vast water sources right, right? So, like, um, there's one in Indiana, there's one in Ohio up towards Lake Erie. Mm -hmm. um, and all they're doing constantly is just making that heat with the nuclear reactor, right? Yep. Using that steam to spin a large turbine. The turbine spins the uh, stator inside, right? And then the stator is, you know, um, I mean, it, it tries to regulate it to... I don't even know how many RPM in that instance. A lot, probably. But and coal plants probably yeah. just operate the same way, where it's just heating up something exactly the same. Basically, way. like literally, we have figured out how to use bearings to spin things, and then like we're like, oh, okay, so this magnetic field is constantly in flux. Um, so yeah, it's really our not, electric. They're grid, not complicated. Yeah, our electric is just based off steam engine technology that we've just kind of like made better through. If you picture wheels things. that <laughs> pretty much, if you picture wheels that caveman built, it's not so different. Really, it, we just have ways to minimize friction now. Yeah. So, um, but anyhow, so like the windmill itself, it costs anywhere between two point five and four million dollars, mm -hmm. right? Um. It'll last for 20 to 25 years, right? 25 being like about the max. Usually you're getting around 20. Um, but every four to five years, you have to pay $700,000 per um, per megawatt hour as far as like your batteries are concerned. I, I don't actually know how those are rated. Uh, but um, you have to put in like, you know, you have to change out the batteries every four to five years. Right. So like, let's say that you have, cause what is it? Um, the, I think it's 30 houses use about one megawatt hour per day. Mm -hmm. Right. And like these battery banks, they're only meant to hold like two and a half to four megawatt hours. Right. Okay. So you're basically like paying millions of dollars every four to five years to replace these batteries. Right. I mean, the battery industry is one of those things where you just have to, you know, buy batteries every other week for your smoke detector. And <laughs> it's the same the thing. The industry is bad. Well, like, and, and some really good advancements have came out in the last 15 years mm -hmm. in regards to, like, you know, uh, battery technology is concerned. Yeah, even right? the past, like, lithium ion years, uh, we just made improvements on just the chemistry. And now batteries can hold more charge. Yeah, I mean, and lithium-ion batteries, they're no exception to this. Like, the, that technology keeps improving, 
but lithium ion batteries are not sustainable mm -hmm. and the environmental impact of mining the lithium is it's a, it's absolutely fucking terrible like you're talking about like these regions and and mostly poor countries um so chile as an example they have one of the um world's largest lithium mining um well lithium mines uh between them Australia and China, I think it is. They make up like ninety percent of the lithium mines out well, there. Hopefully, right? Which that's... the lithium miners get paid good money because there's such good money to be <laughs> made. Well, I mean, they actually don't employ that many people because it's mostly like an automated process, right? They use a process where they like kind of they call it brining. I think it's the technical word, right? but literally like they just flood it with water like to make one ton of lithium right which uh your average electric car needs about eleven thousand or or sorry 1100 to 1200 pounds of lithium right to make one ton of uh of lithium you're talking like five hundred thousand liters of water well good thing the ocean has a um that's usually not by an oh. ocean. Usually you're trying to get rid of, like, usually you're using rivers mm -hmm. to get the stuff out. Like, we have one in Nevada, as an example. So, Nevada's not too far away from the coast, but they're using rivers yeah. to do it. Um, the same company owns the big lithium mine in Chile. Um, but with all that water coming in, like, you're robbing plants and animals and everything in nature of this mm -hmm. water right but not just that you're also contaminating the springs that are left with lithium and all the byproducts of this process oh man well luckily we have technology and to make water clean again you keep saying that <laughs> luckily we have these things and luckily we don't <laughs> like we, we these things don't exist i mean they probably exist but they don't care about oh them. yeah that's right I was uh, capitalism. I dude. was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking America was better than that, and they care about everything. Just like that has never been the case. Well, like for example, when Ohio had that train debacle, and all these people were out of homes, and everything was poisoned, we took care of those people. No, we didn't. <laughs> Norfolk Southern will rule and Berkshire Hathaway, the uh, they have like the pre predominant investment in that railroad company. They will get what is theirs. God, who who is that? Oh, nothing did. That's his name. Damn it. Yeah. I, I just couldn't remember, and I'm like, fuck, I forget his name. But either way, yeah. And by the way, one of the richest people in America and also one of the predominant owners of the news. So, yeah. I know. If you want to give it five, we can give it five. That's it's past, dude. She's late on that. But to, yeah. But to go back to this, right? Like so basically like so 
now like to wean ourselves off well i'll give it a minute because it's getting loud again all right right i get you man yeah 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 um i'll just get this last part out but so to make matters worse we're talking about weaning our well becoming independent from china and south america and australia for our lithium reserves which means that we'll start like mining up here for lithium because we have actually like vast vast resources of lithium in north america right uh, particularly in the United States, but do you know where that? <laughs> do you know where that location is? They're probably located in um, places near uh, no one and near oceans, so they can get all that water to an, a, a a place where uh, it doesn't hurt anyone and it's all ethical. And also, there's no animals because it, it, it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't poison the animals around the surrounding areas it's probably so, in one of those locations 79 percent of the u.s's lithium is within 35 miles of tribal lands so you remember those guys who we weren't exactly ethical to before yeah and we're like we're not going to use this land you can move here and build your civilizations uh -huh. here yeah now we're like um we're gonna do so, a take it back a take back yeah <laughs> exactly that's exactly where it's going <laughs> and it's like dude like no like well we will give them a bunch of money to kind of make up for it though uh probably Jesus not Christ. like yeah the more i looked into this the more i was just astounded by it because i'm like really guys like this is your fucking solution like it's like well who 80 percent that's uh well near tribal land and the people who are complaining about lithium mines up here right now by the way mm -hmm are people from those tribal lands. I believe it. And they're saying that it's causing respiratory issues, which it very well can. They're saying that it's contaminating streamways, that vegetation won't grow anymore, that, you know, hunting isn't as good anymore. Yeah. And I mean, the same complaints are being found in Chile. So it's like, it's not good for the environment. No. It's not sustainable long term. Like only five percent of lithium ion batteries, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like only five percent like are recycled. Even if you recycle them, only five percent are being recycled because they haven't figured out a good way to do it yet. Right. So like they're being recycled in labs, and that's the five percent. And our so so lithium is not great. Coal's not great. Windmills aren't well, great because they use these batteries. We, we are coming out with different battery technologies and we're working towards that every day. Yeah. Right. Like the iron air batteries. Yeah. Those actually seem like they, those actually seem like a pretty viable solution. The technology's just not there yet. Right. But my point of contention is maybe even though the rest of the United States is like, we don't want gas, we don't want smog, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What's your solution? Right. Because the way that we're going about this is not sustainable. Nuclear. It's, it's not. clean. Well, nuclear fusion, yeah, actually. Yeah, for the first time in like 20 minutes, you've been right. <laughs> yeah. Nu nuclear fusion, that is the solution. It is. But people are scared by that. It's, yeah, because it's Chernobyl and also propaganda. Well, that, uh, yes, it's all those things. Nuclear fission, that's something to be afraid of. Because then you have a situation like Three Mile Island. Now, if nuclear fish, if nuclear fusion, I'm sorry, let me clarify. Yeah. If nuclear fusion were to fizzle out in the same way, mm -hmm. 
it just fizzles out and you just have to restart the process. Right. And we are actually getting, uh, there's a science experiment. Uh, I forget where, where they actually made, um, they made the first few steps to actually making it happen. Yeah. It was only for a few seconds. It was only for a few seconds. They used high power lasers. I think it was at Berkshire in California, if I remember I right. I thought it was over overseas. Well, there, there have been a lot of advancements in the past two years, and I might be thinking of a different experiment. Um, and I'm sure that there have been people trying to replicate it because it was a big breakthrough. They figured out, I think the first big breakthrough was how to suspend an atom in plasma, right? Because they weren't able to do that before, but then they were finally able to do that. And that's when they decided to do this laser trial, which it didn't last long, but it proved that we were able to do it. Mm -hmm. I felt like Which, it was like this year where uh, they had a giant breakthrough with a fission reactor. Yeah, well, they, they probably did. It's just probably one of those things that I either read about and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for the technology to evolve or whatever. I, I, I don't keep up on nuclear um, nuclear fusion that often. I check back on it like once every couple of months. But I think it was California. Researchers yeah, with Berkshire. the National Ignition Facility in Livermore, California, ignited controlled nuclear fusion that for the first time resulted in net production of energy 3 million joule burst immersion heated with 2 million oh berkshire isn't the place that i thought it was oh wait unless i'm that's berkshire community college yeah. i feel like there's another one that's <sighs> let me look fission is what we use now for nuclear power plants fusion is what now I just get confused now. Fission is different. Fission is what we've been using. Fusion is what we want. Yeah, we use fusion because we're throwing nuclei, neutrons. Berkeley. We're throwing neutrons into particles. I thought I was going crazy. I kept saying Berkshire, and I apologize for that. It was Berkeley. Um, it's University right. of Berkeley. Well, University of California in Berkeley. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't claim to be right all the time, so meh. Yeah, me either. I'll claim to be right this time, though, even though I said Berkshire. Yes. But like all nuclear power plants use fission, so we're trying to use fusion. Yes. Because we're taking a neutron, throwing it at uranium to cre create a lighter element, a neutron plus energy, another neutron and a lighter element. Yeah. And once that reaction gets going, it's usually pretty sustainable. But if it fails, it doesn't blow up. It just takes in a bunch of energy. Yeah. F fission can blow up. Right. Fusion just ends in like self. Yeah. It, it collapses on itself, basically. <sighs> nuclear fusion is how the sun works, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We want we want the sun, but like in a little heater in your in your home that doesn't blow up. Well, I mean, we don't <laughs> even necessarily want that. Like if you can get fusion going, right, mm -hmm. then there's no reason that like every state couldn't have their own fusion power plant. Or, yeah, or right. whatever. I, like, I think fusion is the way to go. I think once technology does get better, 
then maybe ion batteries are probably way better because we've already like exhausted our technology to make coal better. Yeah. We, well, we, no, that's just not going to happen. Like I said, those iron air batteries, they're making yeah. some really good progress with those. And we just need to continue investing. Cause like part of the problem is production, but mm-hmm. the other part of the problem is storage. And so, also profitability. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> and I'm talking to you specifically, Texas. I'll see you next week. <laughs> they're going to make like free energy that costs nothing, and they're going to charge people like $10,000 a month to heat their house or the cooler house. It wouldn't surprise me at this point. <laughs> Maybe but... they'll give them like a discount. Like if you work 60 hours a week, you get it for like $100 a month. <laughs> but you have pay to three months in advance and you get one month free <laughs> they'll make like a subscription for it yeah pretty much do yeah. you want your power plan or would you prefer a competitor's power plan <laughs> but it is the, it is the solution they'll market it I mean, as uh do you want the government power plant or do you want this non-socialist the- <laughs> controlled one god yeah do you want uh, frequency of 58 hertz or would you prefer one that is spot on 60 don't trust their unclean unfiltered energy they're run really by the that Dems is a big deal. libs <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah and those right wingers they'll get you every time with it trust our inverter generators they're gasoline powered and that's what america's backbone is built off of that and slave labor but yeah can't say that enough because, like, any time that we get the opportunity, we always want cheap labor, and we always go to either slaves or, like, countries where it's pretty much still slavery. Yeah. Fucking Christ. And luckily, we have tomorrow off, though. June. Do you have tomorrow off? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't have tomorrow. Well, technically, I kind of do. I'm traveling all day. Yeah. So. I don't so. have off i know a ton of i know it's a federal holiday for the past two years but like we don't well, have to cool. go off yeah. thanks to well i mean like don't get me wrong like as soon as i land like and get my rental car i'm going out and grabbing dinner and a 30 pack of whatever's available in texas like i said i'm coming for you texas <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I don't enjoy these travel days. I oh, also I had to pick my seat today. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle seat. I checked in within five minutes of getting the check-in notification, and I get a middle seat, which that's fine. But I'm six foot four, so like, if I sit up straight the entire flight, then like, I can kind of fit in seats. I'm not yeah. going to fit into these seats. Well, good thing they got you a business class because it's a business expense. Yeah. I'm If I'm lucky, I'll get peanuts on the way there. Of course, <laughs> I can't eat them. But That's okay. All right. All right. Well, if you like listening to us, you can check out our other episodes where we talk about other things and stuff and you can look at for it where we found this episode also you can check out our patreon uh what else we'll have a website here soon oh yeah we will and i have a patreon that i i made and we'll link it to that and what else that's it 
we'll probably do some social media stuff that we can post and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and eventually we'll have polls and stuff like that. Oh, None man. of that is a concern right now. Yeah. We yeah, have a future yeah. just like our electric grid. <laughs> <laughs> just like our electric grid, we do need some improvement in refining this process. Oh, yeah. Also that. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting there. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Bye. stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk about cars. Doing more. I like yeah, how we doing more about cars. Probably. I like how this episode started with talking about cars, and then we ended up and talking it, about the electric grid. And... <laughs> well, I mean, it's really just more about battery technology at this point than anything else, and yeah. about the fact that, like, Wyoming, while it seemed like an outlandish statement, like they're not exactly wrong. Like, yep. and like this is coming from somebody left leaning who never wants to go to Wyoming ever again. <laughs> but I would enjoy them to have power. I, I would like for them to have power. Wyoming sucks. I want Wyoming to have power too, so they can power through the bad times in Wyoming, which is all the time. Yeah, because Wyoming (laughs) sucks. I mean, they got Old Faithful over there, so that's cool. Like half of the land over there is national parks, which I'm sure that's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I just drove through a very long stretch that was boring as fuck. (laughs) Hated driving through Wyoming. That was four hours of hell. And next episode, we're talking about how Wyoming is great. No, we won't. We'll (laughs) never talk about that. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Ryan. I'm Aaron. Bye.